0: Too much for just one James Bond. We are the Spy-Fi Guys, and this is Casino Royale. Welcome to the Spy-Fi Guys, where we cover spy facts, spy fiction, and everything in between. And welcome to part one of our Swinging Sixties Spy Summer. All this summer, we'll be breaking with our usual formula to cover exclusively fictional spy movies and TV shows set or made during the 1960s. So grab your go-go boots and put on your ascot. It's time to get groovy.
1: Oh yeah. And this week we are starting with a movie I have heard a lot about but have never seen. The original 1967 Casino Royale.
0: Wait, there's no Daniel Craig in this one?
1: No, but there's all these other actors from before Daniel Craig was probably even born. Is that correct?
0: Mm, no, he was born in sixty. 60- oh, maybe you're right. I think he was born in sixty-eight. Now that I think about it.
1: Now, what's amazing about this movie is that it's a parody of a James Bond movie, and I think the reason why it has kind of a bad reputation is because I think people watch it and they expect it to be like a legit James Bond movie. Would you say that's correct?
0: I would also expect it to be a movie, a coherent, comprehensible movie, but you know, we'll save that for the end. But so the reason that they were able to make this is because basically all the rights for all the movies, all all the Fleming books, except for this one were sold to Cubby Broccoli and Harry Saltzman.
1: Why was this one left out?
0: Because in 19, was it? 54. Um, They'd already
1: made one, right. I kind and, of remember
0: hearing about that. Yeah, the CBS made a TV movie of Casino Royale, which is one hour, and starred the very first cinematic James Bond, Barry Nelson, as American card-sharp Jimmy Bond. Oh, boy. And Peter Lorre as, as Le Chiffre. But yeah, so, because of that, all, so the rights for this one were already tied up. That was a year after the book came out, like, Casino Royale came out. And so, Those rights have been tied up with someone else, so they got everything else, basically.
1: And ever since then, it's been kind of the black sheep of the James Bond franchise.
0: Well, this and Never Say Never Again, yes.
1: I thought people like Never Say Never Again. It just was weird. It has a weird production history.
0: It's just not an official James Bond movie.
1: But if you buy, like, the James Bond collection on DVD, it won't be part of it?
0: No. No? No, because it's, like, out of continuity. I see. But, going back to this film, so yeah, because the rights were failable for this one, yeah, they were able to make this movie. And it's had an interesting production history that we'll, won't go into too much, but let's just, There were, if you notice, there were five directors.
1: I did not notice that.
0: Which kind of leads to a very choppy sense of it. But let's get into it.
1: Sure, so here is the IMDb plot summary. In an early spy spoof... Aging Sir James Bond comes out of retirement to take on That's Smersh. That's S M E R S H, which I believe is a real thing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and we'll cover that when we get to our spy fact versus spy fiction. All right. So we start with uh, Peter Sellers, who is meeting someone. Um, actually, so I was—I I did not remember this at the beginning, but I, yeah, well, I
1: it's like that. a cold open too. Yeah,
0: it's a cold open where you have Peter Sellers. Being addressed as Mister Bond, and he's meeting Mathis, who are both characters from the like So I'm like, wow, is this more accurate to the book than I remember?
1: I don't think so. <laughs> yeah,
0: but, and it looks like I'm not sure what they're meeting at. It looked like maybe a public urinal or something.
1: I thought it was like some sort of bulletin board.
0: Maybe. All right, something. It's a bit, it's like a ra- like it was uh rat a round wall around like a pillar. So I don't I don't know. I know that. In Europe, they have like public restrooms that are just outside.
1: Yeah, but you have to pay
0: for them. Yeah. Just... Anyway, so that's what I assume this was. But
1: something to keep in mind when people say European countries are better than the U.S. A lot of our public bathrooms you don't have to pay for, especially in Starbucks.
0: <laughs> so no, you just have to buy something, which I'm paying <laughs> for it anyways. Anyways, but back to the back to the so, movie.
1: So Mathis is like Bond, you're needed. Mm-hmm. So the, the classic beginning, and then we get the credits,
0: which are not your no, well. First of all there's no gun barrel because this is not an official film, but there's not even an attempt to be, have like James Bond style credits. It's instead just like a, um, everyone's names with the first, you know, it's that style where it's all the, you know, first letter of all everyone's names is big and then everything else is smaller. But inside each letter, they have like video of the character.
1: Yes. You know what it's like? It's like the beginning of Batman a year earlier, Batman, the movie. Uh, if you remember the yeah. opening credits they did the same
0: thing. Huh. All right. I I will have to watch that again. It's been a long time since I've seen that one.
1: The credits are probably on YouTube. Then the only other thing that I have about the credits for this movie is that it says "suggested by the novel by Ian Fleming," and that (laughs) is a new one.
0: I missed that. Wow, that's a yeah. You're right. That's a new one.
1: (laughs) Suggested, and I missed the part about the directors, but that's worth commenting on as well.
0: Five different directors. Um, Yeah. So that which yeah, Um, and then we go go to an opening where we don't really know where this is. I well, we find strange.
1: out later it's in England.
0: Right? Do we? Do we though? I we don't really not. know where he's retired to.
1: I assumed England, but I shouldn't have assumed. That's I fair. I thought it
0: was Scotland, but, I, but apparently the next scene's in Scotland. So yeah, that's not it. So yeah, we got a bunch of guys driving in a car, and they're talking about you know this mysterious person who you know is like oh well you know he retired. Yeah. And we find out that everyone in the car is from like a different intelligence agency. One of the one of whom is M. And then you yes. have someone from CIA, KGB, the uh I always forna- I forget how to pronounce it. It's the French it, intelligence oh, the it, Dixime. It,
1: it's Desium Bureau, and I know that because it's in the opening to Danger Man, which is another ah. show we will be covering later in the Desi. Swingin' Spies sixties summer. So nice. stay tuned for that.
0: Alright. So yeah they get there. um and also, they keep repeating this line: "A good spy is a pure spy," and they don't explain what it means.
1: Come on, it's obvious what it means. Eh? It means they don't spend too much time with the ladies. That's what this movie's about. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. they're they're looking for the greatest spy. That's who they. That's who they need to get. That's why they're yeah. all together.
0: And also, there's random lions over and, the place.
1: <laughs> well, they're not random. I think they're supposed to be part of his security system. They're on his estate.
0: Yeah, it's just still weird. But it's not just,
1: like, five lions. It's, like, 30.
0: It's a whole pride, yeah.
1: And I do like the part where a lion sits on top of the car and then the car drives away.
0: I enjoy that, yeah.
1: See, that's quality stuff. I don't know why people keep (laughs) harping on this movie. It's great.
0: You know, I need to have a counter for how many times I'm going to say is it in this movie because it's going to be a lot.
1: I like this movie. I'm not ashamed to admit (laughs) it. I liked it. So... We we finally meet the first James Bond. Is it the yes. same one from the opening? Still no. Peter or whatever? No, it's a different one.
0: No, this is not. This is David Niven. Okay, who is actually Ian Fleming's choice for who should play James Bond? Really?
1: He's so yeah, old. But this was
0: back. Well, <laughs> I mean, this is in the fifties.
1: Even ten years before, I he's still kind of yeah, old. All but right. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> So we meet him, and he's wearing a bathrobe and, like, a turban. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, sitting on a throne doing exercises?
0: Yeah, I didn't know what was up with that.
1: Well, it shows that he's strong, and that comes in later. Was
0: it? Was it?
1: Yes, it does. Do you remember the part with the big, giant
0: concrete balls? Okay, but I was, I was like, uh, yeah, I remember that part, but I'm just like, did that show they he was strong? I didn't know what his, the exercise he was doing was.
1: In it movies, didn't... if a character is exercising, that basically means they have superpowers. <laughs> Explains everything, but also uh, in this part he has a stutter. Yes. Which was interesting too.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, they touch on later but not really. And we find out that uh, Sir James Bond, as he's known, well, I'm gonna, and I'm going to refer to him as Sir James because, like we said in the beginning, there's a lot of James Bond in this movie, so I'm going to refer to them as various different things.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: Sir James is retired and we find out that part of the reason why he retired is because of Matahari, and that he had to lure her to her death yeah and he's like broken up about it also we find out that he does not like gadgets he is not you know yeah he calls, gadgets. Them,
1: he calls them all joke shop spies yes all the people who use it and he doesn't litch like the other bond which other bond to be, is sean connery yeah it's supposed to be sean connery and he calls everyone says calls him 007 mm-hmm. which is so weird to hear it's like censors on star <laughs> trek also, um, at
0: one point, he starts playing Claire de Lune on the piano.
1: Okay. And, but, but, okay, so all of the heads of the intelligence agencies explain to him the stakes, which is that they've all been getting agents killed. Every yeah. country, every power. So there's some other organization going on that's just killing spies. Good. I like the explanation of the stakes, even if the movie kind of forgets about it. <laughs> for large portions. And mean, they all... yeah. And they also want to know why he resigned, which is what no. you were getting to.
0: Well, yeah. Well, yeah. They don't, know. they don't need to know why he resigned. They know that. That's what it's explained.
1: Well, I bring it up because in another preview for later the summer in The Prisoner, oh. that's the main thing the bad guys want to know is why did you resign? Why, <laughs> why, why did you resign?
0: All right. All right. Right. Anyway, so Sir James refuses to come back and even refuses a command from the Queen.
1: But you can do that. Apparently, I didn't know you could do that.
0: <laughs> Depends on if he's still living in the UK. So maybe he's not. Maybe this is mm-hmm. somewhere else. So and he can just—he's not a citizen anymore. Um, but M gives a signal. I think it is. it? I missed what the was it him lighting a cigar or something?
1: Yeah. So this part was ridiculous. I didn't understand any of this.
0: Uh huh.
1: Okay. So Bond lights a cigar or something, no, and then,
0: um M lights a cigar.
1: Oh, M lights a cigar, right? And then go ahead.
0: And so the British troops who are nearby take the say, Oh, M's given the signal and they launch a mortar rounds at bonds at Sir James's house.
1: Yeah. And it goes up like the white house in independence day. (laughs) I think there's more explosions in this movie than there is in Dr. No, by the way.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. There's only like one big explosion in Dr. No.
1: (laughs) Okay. So the house explodes and then there's a cut to bond driving into Scotland.
0: Yeah. Because apparently that explosion killed M.
1: And I thought it was this. So this is like the first major point of confusion in the movie. <laughs> All right. So I want to know why did they mortar his house? Did M really die? What is going on?
0: Uh, why did they mortar his house? Uh, to get him to try to come out of retirement because now he has nothing to, go, to live in.
1: Okay, so if it's Endless all part War. of the plan, then I feel like they should have faked M's death, but he never comes back, right? No,
0: M's dead, yeah.
1: Or at least as far as anybody knows, he's dead, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: And so that yeah, no, they're going to Scotland and we have some agents on the roof with a bagpipe at at M's uh castle. And they say we find out that in this iteration, M's real name is McTarry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'll be referring to him as McTerry from now on. And can, we you, find you, out... can you please
1: keep calling him M? This movie has enough crazy <laughs> names. True, <Do>, because... <laughs> I mean, whatever, do what you want.
0: We find out that Agent Mimi will be impersonating Lady M, or Lady McTerry, because she has the Bette Scott's accent.
1: This whole part is making fun of Scotland and the yeah, people who live there.
0: It's not great.
1: <laughs> so I like, I don't like Scotland quite as much as I like Ireland. Sorry, right. Scotland. But I do like Scottish music and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I can, I can take a joke at their expense, but it does feel like they're punching down, especially because yeah. it's, it's called, the English people. <laughs> it is kind of funny, though. Sorry.
0: Anyway, so we have uh, Lady McTerry or Mimi. You know, let's just call her Mimi. Mm-hmm. So Mimi comes and greets Bond and tell, you know, there's a whole thing. She explains the whole tradition of what happens when the Mctary dies. You know, the only thing left of M is his toupee, which will be an heirloom in their family.
1: You know, a heirloom.
0: Uh, a heirloom. A heirloom. Uh-huh.
1: Which is like, I thought the British were better than this. The Monty Pythons would be very disappointed.
0: Yeah, so is all of Britain with this movie.
1: Mm. So, well, so one quote that I like from this is like when a McTerry dies, the grouse come into season. <laughs> so it's like there's so much of like when a McTerry dies, some kind of mm. supernatural thing happens, which the I Kirk think is. Comes of down.
0: On. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see if I can get my accent. Nope, I'm not gonna try it. I'm not gonna try it.
1: <laughs> Probably for the best.
0: The only thing that oh nope, nope, nope. I'm gonna cut that out.
1: <laughs> you have to watch a few tapes of Groundskeeper Welly before you can uh, make an attempt. So yeah. Mimi makes a pass at Bond. Which he blows off.
0: hmm. All of the daughters and Mimi are making passes at Bond. It's really there's like one really uncomfortable scene, like where he the bathtub scene. The bathtub scene
1: that was awful.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Especially, Uh,
1: I'm sorry. One last thing about the bathtub scene. Then we can. I know we don't want to talk about it, but when she's like, "Oh, I used to do this for my dad all the time," I was like,
0: "Oh God, no!" And then. Somehow all of the, like, daughters are between 16 and 19. And even though they're all, you know, born... All them, there's 12, though, 11 of them or something like that.
1: Yeah, even though M is pretty old. But they're like, oh, some of us were adopted. So that explains everything.
0: Yeah, But, of course, all of these daughters and Mimi are all undercover agents.
1: Yes. And while Bond is distracted, they're putting a tracking device in one of his buttons.
0: Yeah. And so... Tradition has it for the MacTarrys, they have their funeral fling. It's like a what's like what's the Irish term? An Irish wake. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like an Irish wake, except more Scottish.
1: Yeah, it's and like Fagans
0: wake. They'll have a mini uh, memorial grass shoot. So at the at the funeral fling, uh, Mimi is drinking a lot, and everyone's drinking a lot, and there's bagpipes and kilts everywhere.
1: She tells a story that I think is supposed to be funny about how she's the descendant of, like, a rape victim.
0: Yeah, it wasn't funny.
1: It's just, yeah, it doesn't age so well in, these, in this day and age. There's also I feel more like it didn't jokes.
0: age well then.
1: Let's ask the people who made Hudson Hawk how they feel.
0: Oh, oh I forgot about that one.
1: I'll never let you forget it. <laughs> okay, so they're drinking, and then people start passing out. And I, having seen James Bond movies, was like, was there some sort of gas attack? Are they under attack? But no, they're they're just drinking so much that they like fall like dominoes, where it's Is like that one press after another. I think that was the idea.
0: I was under the assumption that uh Sir James had poisoned all of them and uh, drugged all of them because he wanted them to leave him alone.
1: That's kind of a funnier theory. Mine works because the English think the Scottish are alcoholics.
0: I thought it was just the Irish.
1: Hmm. Actually, pretty much everybody in Great Britain seems to like to drink. Have you seen that meme? I think I might have told you about it, where it's like, what Americans think British people are like, and it shows James Bond in a tuxedo. Uh-huh. And it's like, what the rest of Europe thinks British people are like, and it shows like a football hooligan passed out in a gutter.
0: <laughs> I've not seen that, but all right.
1: Okay, moving on. So Bond is fine. He doesn't, he doesn't pass out. So yeah. he goes to his room, changes into like his robe, and starts reading.
0: Later, Mimi comes in to seduce him again. He refuses. Right. And now, because he didn't help her during her, her time of mourning, he has to pay the piper, and he's challenged to wassail. Is this a real thing? Wassle.
1: I think it's supposed to be wrestling in a Scottish yeah. accent. Okay. And I love this part because they do Highland games. So I don't <laughs> think I don't think I've ever invited you to come to this, but you can if you want to. Every non-COVID summer, I try to go to the Frederick. Oh, I I've, I've
0: been curious about those. I didn't know you went.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, well they, they, in a it's few for the years. Music, yeah. But so they do feats of strength, <laughs> not unlike this. I haven't seen any of the big stone balls, but they do do a lot of caber tossing, which hmm. is basically you take a picture like a telephone pole, but mm-hmm. not quite that big, and you have to lift it, run a few steps, and then throw it up with both your hands and then it has to go end over end and right. if it doesn't go end over end you don't get any points huh. and i think that's what this movie's making fun of that all of the scottish sports is like just picking up heavy things
0: <laughs> but yeah so they have the wassail
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know I'm, I'm i may have to cut in like me doing a scottish accent at some point <laughs>
1: Yeah, see, if you can pull it off, I'm sure you'll love to hear it. So, yeah, basically what happens is they're supposed to try to play catch with these giant stone balls that are really heavy.
0: There's, what, like five or six guys there, and most of them fall over or knock themselves out when lifting up the uh, the boulders. Right.
1: And I gotta say, this sequence goes on too long.
0: As does most of this movie.
1: As does a lot of the jokes, yes. So you get the idea. But we'll fast forward a little bit. Basically, Bond wins.
0: Yeah, and while this while he's showing off his strength, seems that Mimi, well Mimi starts speaking in French now. Right. And all the other and all the daughters, quote daughters, are uh, realize that Mimi has fallen in love with with Sir James because he's so strong and fit, I guess.
1: Yeah, he's such a man. He's so dreamy. I also realized around this part that you know what would have been cool is if he'd been played by John Pertwee. Of Dr. Hill. <laughs> <laughs> he like, dresses like him, he kind of acts like him, he kind of yeah, looks like him.
0: Carolyn was saying that right now he's acting more like the Doctor than James Bond.
1: Well, the superhuman strength, despite not having any visible muscles, <laughs> certainly is indicative of that.
0: Yeah, so next we go to the grouse shoot. Uh, Mimi is locked in her room while mm-hmm. the grouse shoot is happening, and all the daughters are out. Have you? I've never been to a grouse shoot. Have you ever? Nope. Okay. I don't know if there's a real thing where all the, where like people are out in the field, like, you know, tr- trying to get them to fly up.
1: I think it's real. It like, seems real. It,
0: it seemed real, but I don't actually know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so all the daughters are out there. Um, maybe that's where like the phrase grousing comes from.
1: Yeah, probably. Or the famous grouse. The Is it whiskey? Something like that. Wow. That was something else I did at the Frederick, Maryland Celtic Games. Was They had a whiskey tasting that was great.
0: All right. I'm in next year or sometime some, in the, some, maybe this hopefully, summer
1: hopefully this summer yeah if, if covid is burned off by then so there's a machine that's like trying to kill bond it's like a drone before there was a drone
0: yeah it's it's flying bird bombs like which made me think of like 60s batman
1: <laughs> oh yeah like the penguin big time
0: yeah and so but mimi climbs out of the room out, you know, out on out on a drain pipe, almost falls to her death, but manages to go find Sir James and tells him that the button, one of his buttons, is a homing device, which is what's guiding the bird bombs.
1: Yeah, there's a part where he shoots a bird and explodes, and he like doesn't react.
0: <laughs> he's like
1: expecting it to explode
0: because he's a retired old spy, and this is nothing new for him. He's
1: seen it all before. I mean, how many times have people tried to kill James Bond when he's doing some kind of sporting activity?
0: so many, so many. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, so they use, I like this, he had bracers or suspenders as we call them in the States. So mm-hmm. he had those on so he, t- they, she takes them off and uses them as a slingshot to launch the button which goes back and forth a few times.
1: Again, and, the sequence is a little long. It's like we get the idea.
0: And it ends up in the bird bomb launcher which explodes. Yes. And during that whole ordeal, Mimi Got wounded and starts acting like she's about to die, but of course, she's not. I like this part. It's funny.
1: Because <laughs> she has, like, a tiny little, like, a, it's like a quarter-sized injury, and then she's dying, but then they blow it by having her not die.
0: Well, it's like, yeah, but have her join a convent instead.
1: Yeah, it's like, if you're gonna have someone die of, like, a very non lethal wound, then you gotta st- commit to the bit. This movie has to commit to the bit.
0: Oh, well. You expect it this movie to commit to something fair enough <laughs> anyways so as he, as bond is or sir james is leaving scotland he's driving in his bentley there's a car chase and smirsh hq is remote controlling a well one of the agent who's chasing him or the car who's chasing him has this has a Smursh agent and all the smirsh agents seem to be women
1: yeah young attractive women too which again i think is like a shot at like the traditional james bond movies where there's like attractive women everywhere mm-hmm. but i do like how they have a little toy track with it's little toy cars car.
0: yes i noticed i was like all right so they had to plan this out and set this up so the track matched exactly to what all the roads it could be on
1: it was great it was so funny
0: i'll give i'll give you that i was amused by that but so they have a chase Bomb makes a sharp turn and ends up in front of the other car, and in and so that Smursh agent is between the the milk car and and Sir James's car. He drives home, closes the gates, and the milk car. They lost communication with the agent in the car, so the milk car hits her car and explodes.
1: I thought the milk car was another drone. I thought it was like radio controlled.
0: It was, yeah. Okay, so
1: death by friendly fire on that.
0: And then we have Sir James back in London with no explanation of "Oh, I've decided to come back."
1: Yeah, well, he's like, people are trying to kill me now, so I guess I'm involved. Which, of course, was the idea. Maybe uh, it's hard to say. Yeah, <laughs> but he gets back to headquarters, and he's like, "Money Penny, you're looking great," and she's like, "Actually, I'm Money Penny's
0: daughter." Yeah, and the original Money Penny took the vows, which I thought then- that
1: was funny. That's like a good callback. So I guess maybe back
0: to two minutes ago
1: it felt like 20 minutes ago
0: (laughs) fair enough fair enough
1: so bond is like i'm taking over m's dead i'm now in charge which i thought was pretty cool and something they should do in a real james bond movie just think about it Mm
0: -hmm. also james sir james has started stopped stuttering
1: yeah that was great i'm thinking i'm back like john wick
0: And so we have a map with all these different dead agents with, like, black black flags where all the different a- dead agents were, were uh, stationed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And one of the, the agents who may or may not be dead is uh, Sir James's nephew, Jimmy Bond, who's yeah. played by Woody Allen.
1: So when I heard Woody Allen was in this movie, but I was like, is that just a cameo? Because he's in it for not very long, but, of mm-hmm. course, he comes back later. <laughs>
0: and, yeah, so Jimmy is, you know, put in front of a firing squad. And I, I actually, in my mind, in my memory, I thought he got shot by the firing squad.
1: Oh, my. Well, then how would he have survived the rest of the movie? I don't know. It's just it's, not it's, explained.
0: No. Well, yeah, I mean, because it's a movie. But in this scene, he's actually given, you know, he's asked, I have a cigarette? And it's actually an exploding cigarette. He throws it at the, at the firing squad, explodes, escapes over the wall. And I like this part. And he finds a different firing squad. <laughs> Trying to shoot someone else. But he escapes that one too. That one was funny.
1: Yeah. I also like how he says, so long suckers. <laughs> Classic American thing. But so going over the wall to be another firing squad on the other side is yeah. great, solid, and it's like top secret.
0: Yeah,
1: That's what this that. movie reminded me of. It reminded me of top secret when they were going for the kind of screwball, silly, not making fun of racist people kind of humor
0: yeah, yeah okay that, was that, really were good. Parts from there that i enjoyed but a lot yeah. of this well well let's get to it.
1: it was like a zuckers or mel brooks movie not as well executed yeah
0: so back in london we find uh, sir james and money penny are saying they need an afsd an anti-female spy device because all of the smart agents seem to be women and all the male agents keep getting lured into their wiles. Right. Yeah.
1: So apparently they need to come up with this crazy convoluted plan instead of getting either a woman spy or a gay man to do it.
0: Yeah. So because they it's need the to 60s. Find a uh, spy that all women want and then train him to resist. Moneypenny goes through all the auxiliary candidates and tests the candidates sees which one she finds she likes the most. Is that basically it?
1: That's... You got it.
0: Also we find out now that all remaining agents will be named James Bond 007, which actually, and this, I think this is the biggest part of the movie that I don't like is that this movie is probably responsible for the code name theory of James Bond.
1: See, I was wondering about that. Is that whether, because when this movie came out, there was only Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. So do they come up with it all on their own? Cause that's pretty smart. Yeah. I mean, I know you don't like the code name theory.
0: I hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it.
1: But it's interesting. No,
0: it's not. It's not.
1: <laughs> but, so I know that people complain about this movie and cite that having a bunch of characters all named James Bond is like an example of how it's like incoherent. But I feel like you can actually sort of keep track of what's going on. Because it's not... Maybe everyone is technically named James Bond, but there's only a few characters who we know that have True. that name.
0: True. right? But there are some who I'd like... And we'll get to it. There's one character later who like appears seemingly for the first time and yet we're treated like we're supposed to know her
1: the one we just saw cooper yeah he, he like he's gone
0: after this yeah so well let's get let's get to it so cooper goes through the afsd training which is basically all these you know he's in a gymnasium full of women and they all mm-hmm. try to seduce him and then when he resists their charms that he judo flips them
1: yeah judo flipping is how you reject people's advances
0: also all of them seem to be like a different ethnic stereotype.
1: Yeah, that doesn't help.
0: No. Could have been worse. I mean, As this is it, James Bond we're it, talking it about. It was worse because the Asian person definitely wasn't Asian. It was just like makeup.
1: Yeah, that was, that was worse
0: than a lot of James Bond movies. Well, I mean, Dr. No did have the same thing, but yeah. yes. Yeah.
1: So then we meet Vesper Lind, who you yeah. may remember from the legit Casino Royale, played by Ursula Andress, who you may remember from Dr. No. Hey,
0: this is the first time where it's going to be, I was going to say hey, did you recognize that actor? And you actually did.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm not that bad. No, I am not that <laughs> bad. So we meet her, and she's dressed like a Brazilian carnival dancer.
0: Mm-hmm. And so she's some sort of rich person. We don't really know. I, don't, I didn't get a feel for what, how she was rich or what her business was. But I, I think some her... sort
1: of criminal business. Oh, is Maybe. <laughs> That's the impression that I got.
0: Okay. But Sir James needs her help, and... Apparently, she has some tax problems, and so he can make those go away, or at least lessen.
1: Wow, he's powerful indeed.
0: And so what her, what he needs her for is to recruit a man named Evelyn Tremble.
1: Yes, Evelyn Tremble is another James Bond who looks vaguely like Woody Allen. He's like Woody Allen combined with the other guy. If you fuse them together like in Dragon Ball Z, they make, <laughs> they make him.
0: You didn't recognize Peter Sellers?
1: Well, I recognized his name, but I didn't recognize what he looked oh, okay. like. Okay. Yeah. Wait, who else what else has he been in?
0: Um, he's in he's the original Pink Panther. Oh, I haven't seen any of those. Uh, which also has David Niven actually. <laughs> Evelyn Tremble. We find out he's an expert in baccarat.
1: Yes, I remember you telling me that the original Casino Royale had that was what they played. Yes. And they wisely changed it to Texas Hold'em for the new one cuz nobody except for you knows how to play baccarat.
0: <laughs> this is a running gag. Um actually, so I think we've mentioned in our social media that we've played the uh, Spy Museum Spy Trivia, and I think any time they mentioned Baccarat, well, I think the first time they mentioned it, I, like, sent them a message and explained how it works, and now any time that they mention Baccarat, it's a, they, I've become a running joke <laughs> about, oh, Christian will tell us how to do it.
1: Yeah, you'd probably be used to hearing that.
0: Yeah. Um, so, Vesper, you know, comes up to him in his uh, club. Mm-hmm his uh, gambling club which looks like an underground like it looks like a cave but it's just kind of cool though
1: yeah it's different yeah
0: and you know invites him to come come back to her place and as she's you know as he arrives she's getting rid of of a body which was uh, like i like this
1: it's so strange she looks (laughs) like she was using some kind of laundry chute combined with like a medical table from star trek yeah
0: (laughs) and it just goes right down the chute
1: so what kind of accent does she have Swedish. It was so weird sounding, but okay. I
0: Swedish. i double check right. that.
1: I thought maybe you might have been able to identify from hearing it.
0: Or Swiss. Swish, Swiss. Oh, that Swiss.
1: there we go. There we yeah. go. Yeah.
0: that is one of those two in Swiss. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I like this. So it gives a whole new meaning. Like, so she, he they go into one room and uh, Carolyn actually commented they're like, wow, she doesn't have a lot of furniture. And then I joked maybe the whole room is like a bed.
1: Are you, is this the part with the pit?
0: Yeah. With the sunken living... The sunken couch, basically.
1: Yeah, so maybe that was in style in the 60s. So have you ever seen any of the Beatles movies?
0: No, actually, and that is one of my regrets and something on my watch list is I want to watch at least A Hard Day's Night, yeah.
1: So, so Hard Day's Night is classic, but there's one we should actually cover on this podcast called Help? H- called Help, right? Uh, because I it's know, like a spy movie.
0: Yeah, let's put it... Let's, let's put it in the list, because I know... Well, the one of the album versions of Help starts with, like, a James Bond gun barrel riff.
1: Oh, all right. But, okay, the reason why I bring it up here, though, is because one of the points in it, and it was in the trailer, I think, Uh is that John Lennon sleeps in a pit. In the movie, of course, (laughs) not in real life. So it's Uh like, maybe people were just into pits in the 60s. Pits in Uh their houses, beds, couches, whatever. So
0: so the whole couch is like a... So the way it's shot, you have Evelyn going across to the balcony. He sees lord Nelson, like the statue of lord nelson which is in trafalgar square i think is what he said
1: it's supposed to be but they yeah. stole it
0: yeah mm-hmm. and so um there's just more seduction we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, well I, I like the way this is shot though this is this was amusing to me because it was like i joked about the whole thing being a bed and then all of a sudden i see this hand waving up from the floor like, oh my god i might be right and yeah there's a sunken couch in the middle of mm. the room and so they get, you know, they seduce, and then the whole couch, like, goes down, like, on a platform.
1: Yeah, it's pretty sweet, but they really should have some railings around there, I feel.
0: <laughs> uh, and then, so we get to, it's, like, why is he doing pu- is it push-ups? Well, she's, like, you know, twirling around in a dress? I didn't Cause, understand this.
1: Because he's a secret agent. He's got to be strong. He's got to be able to lift giant stone balls if he needs to.
0: So, but I, we we kind of, like, skipped over the part where she recruits him and tells him that they need him for this job.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. That's a given.
0: Is it, I mean, is it, though?
1: They have to play, she has, I mean, we've seen the original Casino Royale. He has to play back route against the Chief, which they mention here, uh, to save the world, you yeah, know, whatever.
0: <laughs> and so there's a part where, like, there's a rotating bed, and then they're, like, she he's she's having him dress up in different costumes for a photo shoot one of which was hitler
1: yeah this part is very strange
0: <laughs> yeah
1: but they do name drop lechief and this they part. drop
0: lechief and they say it, and vesper tells evelyn that they've chosen a new name for him james bond 007 or very 007.
1: original <laughs> 007 right
0: and so he goes To James Bond Training School, which, all right, if this exists, exists, sign me up.
1: So this part is more top-secret style visual jokes in the background?
0: Well, not just that. It's more like a Q's lab scene from the classic Bonds.
1: Yeah, but with humor in it.
0: Those have humor in them. Like, if if you watch those, there's always a background thing of something happening, of someone exploding or something happening.
1: Yeah, but don't you feel like it's often very dry humor? (laughs) Like Like, it's like Q being like, this suit is supposed to protect you, and then the suit explodes. Yeah, but in the "Mm."
0: background, there'll be someone, like, going into a telephone booth, and then an airbag inflates in the telephone booth. All right, I'll
1: have to keep an eye open for the next James
0: Bond movie rewatch.
1: So they get him a new suit, I guess, with his tailor, who's very effeminate. And I'm kind of like, they could have used him as their anti-female spy device.
0: Yeah, he also gets a radio watch. Well, not just a radio, a video watch, which they say... You know, it's an American idea. They got it from one other comic strips, which is, of course, a Dick Tracy reference.
1: Yeah, I like, I like that.
0: And so we find out that oh, actually, before before Mimi joined the convent, she gave Bond the on- or Sir James, the only clue that they have, which is that international mother's help is a cover for Smirch. Yes.
1: Yeah, so they need someone to infiltrate it.
0: So they recruit Mata Bond, who is Mata Hari, and sir james's daughter
1: who has not been mentioned so far does does bond i guess bond knows she exists but she doesn't yes. seem to know he exists
0: no he she well we get to it so sir james goes to visit mata in what looks like an indian temple or something
1: do you think it's in india
0: i don't know it could be any like they could they could have just set one up i don't know and this movie none of
1: explain. the people none of the people look indian
0: no 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 <laughs> no no But that
1: could be because it's a 60s movie so and she does this have, like dance
0: uh, the, the muse it reminded me of like the musical in the beginning of temple of doom yeah i can see that because it even has like the part where like they have all the different like pieces of cloth flying together and they all become one cloth and the person comes down the aisle holding the cloth and that's the star of the show right indian
1: style dancing basically well or yeah. or the western version of it how's yeah. that Hi, SpyFi fans, we have a promotion for you.
0: This is not an ad.
1: No, it is not.
0: We're offering you a chance to win a free SpyFi Guys t shirt if you live in the US or Canada.
1: All you have to do is leave a five star review for this podcast on iTunes and use the code word SUMMER in the review.
0: That's the code word SUMMER.
1: You have until the end of the Swinging 60s Summer, so the end of September 2021.
0: We will select our winner at random from all the entries received.
1: Again, that's a five-star written review with the code word SUMMER for your chance to win.
0: Good luck, and thank you for listening.
1: Mata, her name's Mata, right? Mata's yes, happy is to Mata. see, she's happy to see Bond at first, and then gets mad later.
0: why she get mad? I don't remember that part.
1: Well, she's like, you like abandoned my mother and me. Oh.
0: Well, yeah, so, like. so. Which I'm sure
1: Bond is used to hearing a lot, am I right? <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, so when he introduces himself as James Bond, he rec- she recognizes that's her fault. Yes. So he does. she does know that he exists.
1: Mm-hmm. Your relationship is weird, but somehow I yeah. feel like that's not the focus of the movie.
0: Yeah, there's even a part where she, he's like, if you weren't my dad, I, or where B- Mata's like, if you weren't my dad, I might fancy you. Ew.
1: Right. That's not cool. But eventually she does take the job.
0: Yeah. She agrees to do it. So she will go, She goes to London and it said, oh, you know, a few weeks training in London, and then we'll send you off. We don't see the training. Nope. So we just see her in London, she takes a cab to West Berlin. I wanted to look this up, but I forgot to see how long it would take you to drive,
1: especially pre-tunnel. <laughs> yeah, you have uh, to float the cab t- across. I also like the visual joke here of the West Berlin, where everyone's like partying, and then East Berlin, it's like su- super gloomy. I mean,
0: how far off?
1: But the people would—I don't think people would be like partying it up right next to the wall, <laughs> right? How old do you remember Spy came in from the cold?
0: I mean, yeah, but that's not that's in the like 50s. This is swinging 60s. Yeah,
1: where they swing all over Europe, <laughs> including right up to the all Berlin right. Wall.
0: Okay. So, it would take nowadays would take 11 hours to drive from London to uh London to Berlin, but I'm sure it would take much longer back
1: then. Yeah, especially when you have Bernard Cribbs as your cab driver. What, was that Don and Noble's grandfather what? from
0: Doctor Who. I didn't Who. Even recognize him.
1: I didn't recognize him until later, but yes.
0: Okay. Yeah, so he's a cab driver. She t- drives her all the way to Berlin. And then she sneaks into this house that's right... Well, first of all, she's, she doesn't pay him.
1: No, well, he's an, he's an agent.
0: Yeah, but she doesn't know that. So she just treats him like garbage and doesn't pay her for the 11-hour cab ride.
1: Maybe it's enough conversation was, was the fair. No, no. But inside it is, like, scary.
0: It's like inside of Tim Burton's head.
1: Yeah. It was reminiscent of The Incredibles 2, maybe? No. The, ev- the original Avengers from the 60s. All their kind of weird psychedelic...
0: I'll give you the original Avengers, yeah. Okay.
1: So, yeah, it's creepy inside. That so, she creepy. goes in, and she meets the head mistress. She's like, I'm Mata Bond," And they're like, prove it. And she's like, I'm wearing a Mata Hari costume. <laughs>
0: Oh, Which- yeah. There is like a portrait of, or photo of Madahari up there wearing the exact same thing, and she looks exactly the same.
1: I didn't realize it was the exact same costume. I thought it was just a similar looking one.
0: Yeah, well, anyway, but you know, close enough. And so we find out that this is a training school for female spies they train the best spies they train russian spies for america and american spies for russia it's very democratic
1: well it's not just female spies because they're like we've trained the best spies in the world this guy oh, this guy peter laurie <laughs> bella lugosi I like reminds me of that part of men in black when they say all these celebrities are actually aliens
0: and there's all these different rooms with different training there's one for cryptography there's one for martial arts and we find out from polo who's like the uh, headmistress's assistant who's seemingly a robot but he's not a robot he keeps talking about his battery
1: well he has like an artificial heart
0: is that what that was what? i mean he also like he says he needs to be wound and they like at one point he goes into hype, like hyper mode so i'm thinking he's a robot
1: i don't think he's a robot because he's totally into mod bond the robots okay, don't feel robots. love <laughs> everyone knows that
0: <laughs> all right maybe a cyborg something i don't know but
1: I'll give you a cyborg. We'll compromise on that.
0: All right. So, but he, we find out from him that a representative of Lashifa is coming, and we find out Lashifa Le- is trying to raise money by selling his art collection.
1: And if he fails, he could be killed by Smursh, which would be yeah. a big win.
0: And apparently, it's because he's been using his organ, using or- Smursh organizational funds for his gambling because he's a gambling addict. Mm-hmm. And so Madaban goes back to her room. She goes in the bathroom and pulls the. It's like an old style toilet where the the uh, the flush thing is above it's like you pull it down with a, a rope yes and a rotating door which i thought was and, cool but it just goes to somewhere else like it's not like a secret hideout it's just like an, a random corridor in the weird house yeah that's
1: a little disappointing but she has a line i liked which is first john i've ever gone round with <laughs> which for those of you, you don't get it they call toilets johns in the uk yep
0: and so we see the art auction happening and we have representatives from China, the the UK, America, Russia. Britain too. Oh, and Britain, yeah. Well I said the UK. Oh yeah, you did. And they're all stereotypes of, you know, each country.
1: Yeah, there's this joke that goes on a little bit long about how some people will stand when they bid or sit when they bid or
0: whatever. And the, it wasn't really that fun to and begin the Brits with. We'll do a little bit of both. Yeah. So yeah, no. I, I wasn't even going to mention it.
1: <laughs> so then the taxi driver comes back.
0: And we find out that he works for the Foreign Office. And he yeah. tells M- uh, Mada that Lashif must not be able to raise those funds. So what she does is there's a projection showing all the different... Uh, black. So all the art is all black man material, is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's all yeah, There's film.
1: something specific to the 60s that they were talking about, but I don't remember what it was.
0: But it's all on film, and so... She flips a switch, and instead of showing off what the different you know f- photographs or f- negatives are, it starts playing a war film, which, of course, all the military people uh, react to and start thinking there's a war going on, except the Brits, who are very calm and just sort of like, I'm sorry, I'm going to miss afternoon tea.
1: Well, this part reminded me of Dr. Strangelove, when they all started fighting in the war room.
0: <laughs> there's no fighting in the war room! <laughs> and then, so she, Modest steals the film, Polo catches her, but then goes into overdrive? See, this is why I thought he was a robot. Uh, I don't the know. let like, that again. <laughs> up, He starts moving and going crazy. I don't know. And then M- Mata escapes with like a fire extinguisher that seemingly has an infinite supply of foam.
1: Yeah, it's like really sludgy, thick foam. I don't know if they were going for something there, but...
0: And then there's Benny Hill music all over, well, or like knockoff Benny Hill music playing throughout this whole sequence.
1: Yeah, they have this like jaunty music theme that continues throughout the whole.
0: Well, this is not that that the like the main casino thing, but this is like Benny Hill music.
1: It certainly was reminiscent of the Benny yeah. Hill type shenanigans.
0: And so she gets back in the taxi to London and they drive back. Mm-hmm. And then Le- so Leshie's representative calls Le- Chief. Tell in the phone booth right outside the wall. Right. To tell him the scheme has failed, and say, like, "All right, well, we're just gonna have to make the make up the money playing baccarat." Yes. And then he blows up the phone booth and it, and part of the wall. I like this part. There was a fun gag, and so yeah. once there's a hole in the in the Berlin Wall. People start coming through across the wall. Although, as we know. The wall was just not one wall. There were actually two walls and a strip of no man's land in between.
1: Yeah, but it's funny. And so, it again, is funny, funny. It's again very reminiscent of Top Secret. And the speaking of Top Secret style humor, there was one that we skipped over that I will mention briefly is just a yeah. There's a part where they're like, let's go to the sewer. So they lift up a oh, sewer grate and plays What's New Pussycat by Tom Jones. <laughs> and for some reason they can't go into it. So they put it down I know, and stop no. playing. <laughs> It was funny. It was, it was a little random.
0: Yeah. So here's my question at this point. So this seems to be the first week that, at least, the way it shouldn't be framed is that Mata Bond finds out about Lashif, and then comes back to tell uh, Sir James, and that's why they recruit Evelyn Tremble because they know he's going to play a Buckrod game. But at this point, Evelyn Tremble has already been recruited and told about Lashif. So how did they know that already?
1: So you're saying it was like supposed to be out of order.
0: It would make more sense if it was that way.
1: I sort of, I didn't well, really have an issue. How would they know that? about
0: Lashif and that he needs to gamble and all that if we didn't get this information until now?
1: From Mimi. Mimi told them.
0: No, the only thing Mimi tells them is that is about.
1: Oh no, the, I'm sorry. You're right. Vesper told them.
0: Well, how would Vesper know?
1: She, no, she knows stuff. She's connected with the underworld.
0: And why would they need to send Mimi to, or not me, uh, Almada to go there? to find out that information if that's all the information she's bringing back so she, otherwise it serves no purpose
1: it's to get the blackmail material to get the photos which
0: is never brought up again
1: i think they're approaching the same problem from two different directions he's getting get don't. money from this blackmail scheme and the auction but he's also going to get it from playing baccarat so it's but,
0: like the chief says that we this scheme failed so now i have to win it by playing baccarat right so it's like a, this idea until now. So how would they know to train him if he hasn't had the idea yet?
1: Because they're that smart. It's like no, a one-two no, punch. it's
0: a terrible movie. It's a great movie.
1: I had no problem following
0: it. No, I had no this, problem as figuring out what they, they were happen, going like, for. No, full stop. This is not, this does not make sense. Okay, fine.
1: So, Trimble is going to France, meanwhile, yep. where he meets Miss Good Well,
0: before that, he punches the customs official who welcomes him to France, for
1: no apparent reason. Oh, yes. And that becomes relevant later. Yeah.
0: And then at this point, this is where it ties back to the very the cold open. Because we have him in a car with Mathis. Okay. Like, I've completely, at this point, I've completely forgotten about that cold open. But then mm. it's like, oh, right. Because they're like, we weren't introduced to him. Oh, we were introduced to Mathis.
1: This is another generic white guy. You can keep track of them yeah, all.
0: Yeah, well, well, but because Mathis is a character in the book and in the 2006 movie, I know that he's supposed to be pseudo-import
1: okay
0: but yeah so he goes and they go to a car wash to have secrecy except the car wash is like not a mechanical car wash but it's all done by women in like leotards who we assume are all smurf agents
1: i would assume that yes
0: yeah and so james finds out about the punch so he calls vesper and asks if evelyn could be a triple agent and she says no he has enough trouble being a single agent
1: yeah i like that
0: (laughs) so now we get to evelyn uh, who finds Miss Goodthighs in his hotel room who seduces him? She tries to drug him right, and he puts in an antidote,
1: but that doesn't work.
0: yeah, so he passes out. and as he passes out, he has a you know there's a montage of a dream sequence of him seducing Vesper mm-hmm. and as and afterwards after Vesper wakes him up. And he says, you know, your antidote pill doesn't work. And she she says, you're wearing your glasses again. James Bond doesn't wear glasses. And I like this line. He says, well, I'd like to see who I'm shooting at.
1: Didn't you reference this in some other episode? I'm getting a sense of deja vu right now. No. 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 Oh, okay. Never mind. You can cut that. So (laughs) uh, I also like at one point during the scene, the money in the suitcase full of money that he was supposed to bet was just sitting out. In the hotel
0: room. I didn't even get it. It wasn't to in that. a
1: safe or anything. And apparently, this good guys didn't take it. Okay, so we yeah, get the so Baccarat we finally game. finally, get to now.
0: Casino, the, the eponymous Casino Royale. Right. And so we have this Baccarat game. The Chief, before the game, is doing all these magic tricks. And Evelyn arrives with Vesper. And they go to the manager's office. They view Le Chief through a one way mirror and TV monitors. We find out that Le Chief's cheating by using infrared glasses, which. Because the cards all have markings on them, so you can see exactly which card is which.
1: So I like the joke here with the one-way mirror. <laughs> when he's like, "Oh, which way
0: is it?" She says, "That way." She
1: like doesn't even react. She's <laughs> like, just another stupid question from this guy. And there's also a part where Orson, well- so Orson Welles plays the chief, mm-hmm. and I, there's, oh, there's a part I like where it's like dramatic lighting over his eyes. <laughs> Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. And I think it's supposed to be a reference to like his the Citizen movies
0: because it isn't Kane or something, yeah.
1: Yeah, but they also do it. I yet again I'm bringing up Star Trek. They also do it in Star Trek, so maybe right. it's just a '60s style.
0: Could be, could be. So we find out that yeah, if if Le loses and Tremble wins, Leshif will be killed by his organization. Right.
1: So they're like, all right, we're gonna go in and we're gonna trash talk him and distract him. Which Tremble, we're still calling him Tremble, even though he's supposed to be James Bond. Which Tremble does using an Indian accent, a very racist
0: Indian accent. <laughs> and then it switches to a Chinese accent.
1: Yeah, it's like it wasn't funny the first
0: time, dude. Oh, no. But while he's distracting him, Vesper switches the glasses. But
1: despite this, he still starts to lose.
0: Well, yeah, but it also starts doing more magic tricks.
1: Well, yes, they, they, there is more magic tricks in there, but then Bond starts to lose.
0: So at this point, Evelyn mentions he's using the Evelyn Tremble method. Wasn't mm-hmm. the reason that they wanted to have him be James Bond so that he wouldn't recognize the name Evelyn Tremble and wouldn't want to play him because he knows he's a good player?
1: I don't know if they say that was the reason.
0: They say that they out say loud. That was the reason. Yes. Well,
1: okay. It's one thing to use the Evelyn Tremble method. It's another thing to be Evelyn Tremble method. But right? why? Why
0: bringing it up at all? It makes no sense.
1: It doesn't make sense that he brings it up. I agree about that. But Leshiv doesn't seem too bothered by it. He's like, "Oh, Evelyn Tremble, that's cute," or whatever.
0: So, did you get? I will have a brief explanation of how baccarat works. Okay. Basically, it is so. Well, technically, if you really want to get into it, this is this version is called Shemin Defer, not Baccarat.
1: I know they say bank a lot.
0: Yeah, which so one person in this version, someone has bought out the bank, so they are the banks. So you're playing against someone else, mm-hmm. and it's, it's only one versus one, and so everyone gets, it's similar to blackjack, and in everyone in that everyone gets two cards, and you can either hit or stay. Now the ideal number, unlike blackjack, which is twenty one, the ideal number is nine.
1: Okay, you're trying to make nine. Got it.
0: Yeah, but and all face cards are valued as zero. Anytime you if you get say eleven, anytime it goes over ten or more, it just reverts to just the last digit. So if you get you know a five and a six, your score would be one. Okay. So that's how it works. And your play, you're, and so anytime, so and it's only just it's one round. It's all the money is on that.
1: So no. how how is there like methods for that?
0: Is it like hard? <laughs> which is why it's ridiculous. There's like zero. Like the only the only thing is like whether to whether the hit or or stand on like a six. Okay. Or is either five or six? I don't. That doesn't
1: sound one. that complicated. We could have it's figured it out in two thousand and six.
0: Yeah, but it's not. It's not going to really attract audiences. Uh, like it's not as
1: high cool high. as Texas Hold'em. Sorry, yeah. I know you like it, but.
0: No, I, I mean, I know how to play it because there's a whole chapter in the original Casino Royale, which explains how to play Baccarat or Shimon Defer. I see. Which is how I know. I've never actually played it because, except for like in an online game, because these are usually high, high, high stakes games, and I don't have that kind of cash.
1: And you're too sensible to use it on gambling if you did. Yeah. For example, Bond is like, we're going to triple the bank. 50 million francs, francs. Franks. Franks. Okay, and at this point, I'm like, wait a minute, what happened to that first James Bond? Which one? The anti-female spy device, James Bond.
0: Oh yeah, he uh, he has been gone since he started his training.
1: <laughs> but th- that's, what, that's what that's you would say. I'm like, I, it just occurs to me at this point.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, so so we had a few a few hand rat- well, so we had two rounds, both of which Tremble lost, and then we hit Bond tripled. So uh, the other thing about about tremenda for usual is is the banker gets to set how high the bet is. Okay, and so that's why he says double. He keeps doubling the bank, and usually it's you. You can after if you lose, you can You can go again, and you can say you double the bank. And so instead, he triples it. Which yeah, which is ooh, ooh very exciting. And so they both draw fives. Lashif gets a card. Tremble doesn't. So this is why I was like that's the only strategy is like really whether to whether to draw on a five,
1: whether to hit or stay. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it doesn't seem like Bond has any. Like, edge here. This is basically luck that he wins.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, Bakara is, people find it the purest form of gambling because it, it is almost pure luck.
1: Well, that's silly.
0: Yeah. But Lashif draws another card, which is a five. So now that he has 10, it means zero. Right. So Lashif loses, but Evelyn Tremble wins. Evelyn goes to the manager's office to get his check.
1: Just like that.
0: Yeah. And we see, and so this whole pass sequence minus the uh, Magic Tricks has been the most accurate to the book.
1: Oh, except for the Magic Tricks. We even mentioned the one part where he makes the woman levitate. That part was crazy. All
0: all that stuff is in there because Orson Welles wanted to do magic. Orson
1: Welles is (laughs) is the man. Okay, so then in the manager's office, there's a stuffed tiger, and there's a part where like a tongue is like sticking out of it.
0: Was that relevant at all? Like I didn't see if that, like I was, I was like, does that mean something? Or, or well, it was a I was
1: confused thing. because I was like, is it a real tiger? Or is it like a joke? I, <laughs> I think it was know. supposed to be a joke, but it oh, wasn't okay. particularly funny.
0: Anyway, so as they're leaving, so Vesper goes out to the car first and mm. gets a bag thrown over her head, which yes. is like the original novel, except in the original novel, that actually it's even worse. They like grab her dress and pull it up over her head and tie it.
1: Jeez, it's a little excessive. Yes,
0: yeah. yeah, so she gets kidnapped and evelyn gets into a car he makes some sort of re- random reference to like drive. it was like a
1: it was like a product placement yeah from the truman show he was like i'm gonna catch them in my lotus formula 3 i wrote it down because they make like a big thing of it i
0: feel like that's a reference we would have got in in the 60s it's probably like a 60s commercial or something yeah i could see that
1: but then so he drives off and then it cuts to him being captured
0: yeah so we don't in the book and in the movie, there's a car, cra- car chase and a car crash and all thing, things, and then he gets captured. We don't get any of that here, probably because here's, here's the dirty, well, not dirty, but here's a secret about this film. Not, a, not a, really a secret, but Peter Sellers and Orson Welles did not get along at all, mm. and they were never in the scene together. If you look, it's always one shot and the other shot, and they're never in a scene together, so they refuse to be on set together.
1: I believe that, but that's just also the style. You don't even really notice.
0: Well, a you notice it. it when there's a lot of, well, also I forget who one of the two wa- literally walked off the set and never came back.
1: Well, I heard this movie had a lot of production issues and only a couple examples do they really shine through. And this is probably the biggest one.
0: Yeah. So that's part of why they don't, ha- they just cut to this because they, they didn't film it because one of them walked off the set. And I think I may okay. have been Peter Sellers, but I cannot remember. Mm-hmm anyway so they have a re- like they have a reference to you know there's a chair with the ho- with the middle of it cut out so i was like oh are they actually gonna go for the torture like they did in the no book? way no.
1: not this movie
0: no but it said it's weird psychedelic torture yeah torture which, of the mind
1: yeah which is like the later prisoner episodes
0: that we won't be covering but <laughs>
1: those of you who have seen it you know what i'm talking about uh yeah Lashif Le- is like taunting him pu- pushing buttons
0: they- uh he go, is a beauty contest going on at some point? Yeah, there's like
1: selection, there's these bagpipers, Vesper's playing the bagpipes.
0: Okay, so there's a whole like bagpipe marching band at one point, point. Right. and then, yeah, like you said, Vesper's playing a bagpipe, and then she kills all the other bagpipers.
1: But did she kill them if they were never really real?
0: And then she <laughs> shoots Evelyn Tremble and says, never trust a rich spy.
1: Yes, you want a pure spy, not a rich spy.
0: And then... But did he die in his mind? Did Vesper betray him in real? What is going on? No, I
1: think she just woke him up. None of it was real. I think it was just a a wake up.
0: Uh, Except at the end, I will say no. Okay.
1: Well, isn't there a part where Le gets shot through his own monitor?
0: Yeah. So so Chiffre is confronted by Smirsh. They say, you know, you failed, so we're going to kill you.
1: Boom. Mm, Just like that.
0: Yep. Which, accurate to the original novel, that Smirsh, you know, finds him and kills him.
1: Oh, God, I'd hate to be inaccurate.
0: (laughs) Then I would hate the whole of this movie. Oh, wait.
1: (laughs) Okay, so meanwhile, Mata is being followed by spies.
0: Oh, yeah, so her and Sir James are going to visit Downey Street, but Sir James does not let Mata come in. Mm -hmm. And so she goes, walks around, and she gets kidnapped, and then a spaceship lands in what I think this is, Trafalgar Square? I think so. This is
1: great.
0: There's a statue of Nelson because they stole it.
1: Oh, wow. Nice attention to continuity for a change. But yeah, the spaceship is like a UFO. It's like a flying saucer. It was amazing.
0: (laughs) What is this
1: It was the frosting on the cake that is this movie. Uh, I do like the joke here when the UFO flies off and someone's like, quick, let's chase them in our supersonic planes. And then someone says they stopped building those last week. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yep. So, Sir James is back at head, at uh, MI6 headquarters, mm-hmm. and Moneypenny is there looking out the window, saying, "Look at this thing!" And of course, yes, there's a UFO. It took it took Mata. Let's you know keep up the speed.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it's just another day in the office for yeah. him.
0: And then we get a nun coming in, who's you know saying, you know, is a donate. We're accepting a donation, and of course, this is Mimi. So Bond, you know, makes a donation and gives her. Here's your receipt. And on the receipt is a note saying that they're taking Mata to Casino Royale.
1: Yeah, which also was like a cliff hidden base underneath that.
0: Yes, somehow. Well, I mean, in the, in the original Fleming, Royale is the city where it's, it's supposed to be the south of France, like near the beaches. So uh-huh. maybe?
1: Maybe it could know. have a hidden base underneath it. <laughs> no, it there
0: maybe it could be near a cliff.
1: Did any of the books have these hidden bases? I guess um, Dr. No did The movie did Dr. Dead.
0: did, yes. Uh, the book, he has Crab Key. Yeah, so he has his own facility there. Um, there's a few.
1: But there's they're not, no, like, over the top.
0: Not not as. The, the, and I, I, We'll talk more about this in when, whenever we cover You Only Live Twice, but in the book of the You Only Live Twice, there's no volcano lair. It was actually a Japanese castle next to the ocean, except they could not find a Japanese castle next to the ocean because they don't build them next to the ocean because of tsunamis.
1: Oh my goodness, even people back in the 14th century knew that to do that. Yeah. That does sound pretty cool though. And I would like that better.
0: So we go to the Smirch base, the UFO land, sends out a little like I don't it's know. It's like a thing. little dropship. Yeah, a little dropship <laughs> or something, which takes Mata inside. And then we have Sir James and Money Penny dressed up to visit Casino Royale and they get taken to the manager's office and attacked there's a fight scene
1: yes sir bond's kicking butt
0: whereas money penny gets tied up in a chair
1: very ineffectual yes they infiltrate further
0: yep into the smirch headquarters of dr noah which is the first time we hear that dr noah i like that's a good name
1: it's a pun on dr noah obviously
0: Yeah. it's very 60s design in here which i appreciated
1: yeah maximum 60s especially with the costumes too
0: so they get trapped into in one room and they say say that operation james bond is complete Mm -hmm. and they get trapped in a rotating room and then finally they get to what seems to be you know so the main base or the main office and we Uh have you know a man in shadows with a chair that looks like a dr evil chair classic right and he tells them that you know we have doubles of you sir james like thousands of them and there's
1: so didn't they do the doubles in uh, in some other was it kingsman some of the more contemporary spy movie by kids yeah i knew it was one of them (laughs) right but it's really more than that but okay we'll we'll go with spy kids for now
0: i mean i'm sure kingsman no they did not do that okay but they didn't involve world leaders, but we'll okay. cover that uh, another point.
1: Okay. So Bond meets his own body double and then he shoots the double and then what? everybody
0: else. <laughs> yep. And also shoots the mir- the like darkened mirror, which had, which was hiding the Dr. Noah. And we find out that Dr. Noah is Jimmy Bond.
1: Yes. Woody Allen's back. And also, I don't think I've ever seen a Woody Allen movie before this one, by the really?
0: way. Really? I've seen a, uh, what's that midnight in Paris.
1: Is that the one with uh, with the Owen Wilson? Owen Wilson, yeah. Yep.
0: Okay. And so we have, uh, well, we find out that Jimmy cannot speak in the presence of Sir, Jam- Sir James. It's like some form of uh, what do they what did they call it? Some form of hero worship, but also right. patronizing, uh, petr- uh, petrifying fear.
1: Yes. I also liked how Jimmy Bond was wearing the Doctor Evil clothes.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's the Ernst Stavro Blofeld outfit before it was Dr. Evil. Yeah, I think
1: Dr. Evil popularized it, but I'm not going to argue the point.
0: I mean, okay, when we watch You Only Live Twice, which will not be a part of this retrospective, but at some point, you will see that Dr. Evil took everything from Ernst Stavro Blofeld. (laughs)
1: Literally everything. I believe it. So, Jimmy explains that his plan is to release a gas over the planet... (laughs) <laughs> that will kill all men over four feet six and make all women beautiful and therefore doom the human species, basically. Or it's like, why the last man?
0: Yeah. And so more troops come in, they capture Sir James and Money Penny again.
1: Yeah, Fox Force Five is what I call him. <laughs>
0: And we ha- find that Jimmy has one of the female agents who we've never seen before that I can remember. This part makes no sense. I was like, oh, Are
1: we supposed to know who this is? This
0: is what I was talking about. Like, but so we only know her as Agent James Bond 007.
1: Yet another one. But you know, at this point, I was like into this movie's groove, and I I just didn't care. I was just letting it take me where I wanted to go.
0: But yeah, so she's she has her tied up naked with some metal, the uh, metal restraining stri- strips strategically right. placed mm-hmm. and there's a they, there's a line oh do you, did you have no line? i don't have any. i just
1: have a, there's a couple of jokes here but i don't remember what yeah. they are
0: yeah, well so she doesn't find him intimidating at all she says you know whereas you know she is much more impressed by Sir for sir james which you know feeds into his inferiority complex right and there's a line where he says you know they called einstein crazy he's like no no one called einstein crazy
1: yeah, I like that. <laughs>
0: and apparently, uh, j- Jimmy has invented a atomic pill.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he says he has inventions, too. I can make someone into a walking atomic bomb if I want.
0: So, the agent gets an idea. Oh, I'm going to pretend to go along with you, but it's all a ruse to get to the pill. So, she, mm-hmm. so she does. So, she uh, pretends to be, you know, charmed by him, grabs right. the pill. And then we have Sir James and everyone else who got captured. So, Mata is there, too. And for some reason... Guess who shows up again? Cooper. Cooper. Cooper's yeah. in there. How did he get there?
1: Because it's all in. Everybody goes. We need all but hands why on that. When did
0: he get captured?
1: He, inf- he st- didn't get captured. He got infiltrated. Because he's that awesome. No. No. I do not expect No. It. They just forgot about him. And they're like, we got to put him back in the movie later.
0: They could kind of have him go with with Sir James and Money Penny, And then it makes sense that he got captured. If only. Or get captured with Mata or something. I don't know. Or have a separate. Well. No, this movie does not need any more plot lines, so we don't want to have a separate thing where he gets captured, too. Right. Anyways... So as this is going on, Jimmy is showing the agent all the robot doubles of world leaders, uh-huh. and as they're toasting to his success, she puts the poison pill in his drink.
1: Yeah. And Call back. It. Call back to the drugs thing, yes.
0: Except she wasn't involved in any of that, unless she's Miss Good, Good Thighs. Thighs. She didn't look like Miss Good Thighs. I didn't think so. And also, Miss Good Thighs was the Smirsh agent, maybe? I don't know. They never explained she switch,
1: that. She switched sides. It's like Bond girl number two in the roll doll method.
0: Uh. Anyways, so Sir James and crew break out of the cell yep. through indeterminate means. It looked like it seemed like they were filling up a pillowcase with poison and then they explode. I
1: mean, whatever, let's just keep going. <laughs> it's all a downhill slide from here. Uh, they they see Frankenstein's monster in oh, the corridor. Yeah,
0: so they're trying to escape, they're trying to find the office to get back to um the, the casino. Yeah. And so they find it, they go make their way back up the apparently putting your finger in the tiger's ear is what is the elevator button Yep. and then vesper so oh yeah so sir james is trying to call white house for backup but as he's doing so vesper hangs it up and this is where yeah. i figured out that she is a triple agent so she did she killed evelyn tremble in the mindscape i don't know
1: but you no know, evelyn tremble's fine isn't he no, one of he's them not. he doesn't come back no <laughs> That's hilarious. I thought Can he was like reign in reign this reign part.
0: Him? No, he's not there at all.
1: There's just so many white guys, I can't keep track of them
0: all. <laughs> so, they start a gunfight in the casino and then the American reinforcements come in and they're cowboys. <laughs> this,
1: this part was great. Which, this part was amazing. It was <laughs> no, it was fantastic. It's just like the end of Blazing Saddles. This part is like ripped off Blazing Saddles blatantly, except I'm pretty sure it came first.
0: And all of the cowboys have like 007 or James Bond somewhere labeled on their bodies. And then right. there's some seals. Now, not not like Navy seals, but like seals, animal seals, yes. who are also 007. And there's a dog at one point. And then the Native Americans come in parachuting, and it's a terrible stereotype. Oh, And yeah, I'm sure actors, none of them were yes. actual Native Americans.
1: Yeah, they were all white actors. But white also
0: characters. they are 007.
1: There, of course, of course.
0: And then for some reason, the roulette wheel has a laughing gas section under, or button underneath it. It starts spinning like a UFO. What is going on?
1: What's going on is amazing. That's what's going on. Oh. That's
0: the answer to your question. No. And there's a complete chaos. Jimmy is hiccuping, because he's supposed to hiccup like 300-something times before it goes off. Right, because he got the drive. some For some reason, it goes into a silent film. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. And then Jimmy stops hiccuping, and everything blows up. Yes, and all the James Bonds are angels, including Evelyn Tremble. He's dead.
1: Well, of course he's dead because the thing blew up. So I but knew he people... wasn't
0: there. He was at Leshiv's thing, so he's dead because of that.
1: I thought LaSheef's thing was the underground. No, house.
0: it was no, no. It was separate.
1: It was somewhere else.
0: Cause he drove away.
1: Oh yeah. No, <laughs> so so she,
0: I guess he did. Died, died <laughs> in the minescape somehow. I don't know. I don't know. And. There's a little bit where it says, you know, seven James Bonds, a Casino Royale, and one of them goes to a very hot place. Which that's is Woody Allen, Bond. of course. And that's okay. the end of the movie.
1: I know. Isn't no, it great? No. No. <laughs> I dare say it's the only James Bond movie that, that doesn't end with him making out with some woman on a raft or whatever. At least one of the old ones.
0: You know, at one point I counted that. And, uh, yeah, it's all of Sean Connery's do.
1: Nice. All right, so that is it for our recap you got some spy fact versus fiction for us i do
0: i do so Smirsh, which is the bad guy here is actually a russian organization in the real world that only operated from 1942 to 1943 or so okay and it stands for smuret spionum which means death to spies
1: that's a great name I think we have stuff like that name nowadays.
0: So it, yeah, but it was featured in the first couple of James Bond novels as the villain before okay. Ian Fleming decided to switch it to Spectre.
1: Yeah, probably because they wanted a copyrighted name.
0: Yeah. Um, also, so we had so in this movie, it is implied by the timeline that Matahari operated in World War II. If yeah. these,
1: yeah, I didn't think that was the case.
0: Yeah, but obviously, Matahari operated during World War One. And uh-huh. We'll get more into Matahari when we cover one of the films, that, many films that focus on Matahari. Sounds good. Also, you know, I kept referring to the novel of Casino Royale. It was written in 1953. Actually, we've talked a little bit about it when we talked about Fleming mm. in our very first, you know, two part episode. Um, but yeah, the only part of this which is really accurate, is the casino part and the part right afterwards where Vesper gets kidnapped.
1: So everything very, now, very little of it is yeah,
0: accurate. Everything else is just nonsense. Also, at one point, they referred to M working for MI5, which mm-hmm. is not true, because it's MI6. MI5 is like the equivalent of uh, the U.S.'s FBI, which handles internal security, as opposed to MI6, which is more like the CIA, which handles external security. Gotcha. And uh, that's that's... Most of what I got for Spy Fact for Spy Fiction.
1: Sounds great. All right, so next to your favorite quotes, there's a lot of great dialogue in this movie. A lot of good Mel Brooks Top Secret style jokes. Did you have any particular quotes that you liked?
0: I did. I had one from Sir James, which is, in my day, spying was an alternative to war, and the spy was... member of a select and immaculate priesthood, vocationally devoted, sublimely disinterested, hardly a description of that sexual acrobat who leaves a trail of dead beautiful women like so many blown roses behind him, that bounder whom you gave my name and number.
1: So I think it's interesting how only a few years after the first James Bond movie came out, the tropes were so well established
0: well i mean it like within even the first movie as we saw there's a lot of tropes but it is by goldfinger in 1964 also this movie or not the movie but the james bond series we're knocking them out like every year for the first four or five years
1: oh interesting i guess i'm used to mov- movies nowadays that are like every three years or so
0: yeah because dr no came out in 62 for much Will love 63 uh goldfinger 64 thunderball 65 they took a break in 66 and in 1967 had you only live twice
1: i also Suppose that the books were pretty popular in their own right before yes, the they movie. Were. And they too. were,
0: and, and it was, yeah, also it got even more popular when uh, JFK put them as part of his like top 10 reading list. The only non-fiction book was for much we love.
1: So I do appreciate how the lampooning started almost as quickly as the series got off the ground. Oh,
0: this is only one of many. At some point, we have to cover uh, it's gone by a couple different names. It's uh, Operation Kid Brother or OK Connery which stars Neil Connery, Sean Connery's brother as the brother of Britain's top secret best agent and also has like the original M and the original Money Penny.
1: Oh, that sounds interesting It's we're going to be covering yeah. other Bond parodies later this summer yes. so stay tuned for that Okay, so here's a couple of my favorite quotes I liked quite a few I liked Doodle Me <laughs> from the Skyland <laughs> part Uh I think I like from the same speech that you mentioned before, secret agent is becoming synonymous with sex maniac. Yeah. What I like the most, I think is when Q is giving bond his poison pen, a pen that shoots poison. He says, Oh, I'm going to write a poison pen letter. And he (laughs) says, Oh yes. All our new men say that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I forgot about that. That was a good line. I like
1: that. I was like, that's great. All Right. So now it's time for our ratings on a scale of one to 10 martinis. One being terrible. 10 being great. We've already had some very vocal opinions, but shall we talk about how we would rate Casino Royale? Do yeah. you want me to go first? Are you
0: can go first.
1: I thought this review was delightful. I would not say it's a well-made movie, but it had a lot of good jokes, a lot of pretty bad jokes. It was not as incoherent as people would make it sound. As you know, I'm not as super into James Bond as you are. So I don't really mind that it's so different from the book. And it really worked for me, but I would never say it's a good movie. I will give it a 6 out of 10.
0: Interesting. All right. So I, okay, so this will not be my lowest rating score ever, because that has to go to Hudson Hawk. But mm. this movie, ugh, like, okay. So when I, I think before, before the Casino Royale movie ever came out, and before I even knew they were making it into a movie, I decided, you know what? I want to go back to the Fleming books and read through them and i read casino royale and i love and it, like it, i thought it was you know it is one of my favorite books and so when i found out that they had this movie of it and i watched it many years ago i just i, I couldn't i couldn't it, it was just so bad
1: and so i get it now when, with that explanation sorry to interrupt you but you're saying this is like the james bond fan equivalence of the last airbender movie yes
0: yes oh so much yes and which is why I'm so happy that while you know the Daniel Craig movie is not a, it's not accurate to the book completely, it takes the inspiration. At least the first, second half of that movie takes that most of it, even though it's a different game. So I and I love that movie, but this is just terrible and it is incohesive. Like in, not incohesive, incohesive and incomprehensible. Like the thing. Characters drop out and appear for no reason whatsoever. They start planning for the villain's plan before he the villain thinks it up. No, no. Three stars. That's why
1: I like it. (laughs)
0: Three martinis. No.
1: Three martinis, he says. Okay.
0: It's terrible. Do not watch this film.
1: Watch it. It's great. (laughs) Okay. Anything else you want to talk about before we uh sign off?
0: Well, do we want to give our listeners a preview of some of the other things we have coming up? So we've mentioned a few.
1: Yeah, well, we mentioned The Prisoner, and we mentioned Danger Man, which is the prequel to The Prisoner, depending on who you ask.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so we'll also be covering some uh, other things like In Like Flint and uh, The Man From U.N.C.L.E. We'll also be covering, like I said, we said in the beginning, we'll be covering some movies that were, you know, not made in the 60s, but set in the 60s. So you're Austin Powers, because you can't have a swinging 60s series without Austin Powers. And we'll also be covering the more recent Man From U.N.C.L.E. movie.
1: So make sure to join us for all of that. It's going to be great, but for now, you can find us on social media at the SpyFi guys on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, I'm Zach and I'm Christian, and we are the Spy-Fi guys signing off.
0: Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed our podcast, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. The theme music is by Jeff Fitzgerald and Big Man Joe. Media reviewed by our podcast are the intellectual property of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended.
1: This is a personal podcast. Any views, statements, or opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the participants. They do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the participants may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual.
0: You can find our podcast on social media at the Spy Spy Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.